Hello, 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 and welcome to the Three and D's podcast, season two. By back by popular demand, uh, we yeah, stop we writing here. in, stop writing in. The fans want us to bet. We're we're we can't keep up full. with it. Yeah, the inboxes, guys. Yeah, we need no, a break. Uh... You know, we have lives too, so stop. Yeah, but uh, we we do appreciate the love, and we are back. The rumors have been settled. Um, we're feeling good. Some news has come in, has come in. Uh, so we will actually talk about stuff. Uh, but gentlemen, uh, happy to be back. Do we enjoy our little breaks from uh, from basketball? There's things to talk about. Obviously, we'll get into that. But uh, did we enjoy the layoff? Oh yeah, it was it was so good to recharge and mm-hmm. uh... get out of the city <laughs> and you know just reconnect with myself. Got the fresh air, you know. <laughs> Yeah, a couple time changes. No, I missed yeah. it. it. It's just tough to kind of organize it with with uh, Matt in Australia and our busy schedule. Justin seems to be traveling everywhere. Yeah, I think you're the busiest man in the world. Yeah, There's, I mean that's not true. I want to can't find life. an hour and a half to record a <laughs> podcast with his buddies. Well, I think. Look, not to it shit was on summer. It was not summer. to shit on the summer news <laughs> cycle, but uh, yeah, it's one thing if. Uh, if you know Team Canada, well, actually, that's pretty important news. That's anyway, a huge it, one. We it's, pretty, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one thing when there's another hardened rumor in July versus Damian Lillard just getting traded and uh, Team Canada beating the U.S. for bronze, which both things happened. Uh, Damian Lillard getting traded yesterday, um, and uh, obviously Team Canada winning, uh, beating the U.S. for bronze. About uh, was that two weeks ago now, or a couple weeks ago? Um, but it's kind of crazy. I feel like we did just like, like basketball has truly become 12 months a year, essentially. Cause I feel like we just, I mean, we just finished the season and now we're less than a month away from uh, opening tip off from opening night. Training camps are starting. Um, kind of crazy. Kind of, yeah, I I think it's been a, I think it's been a full calendar year now since we said we'd make an Instagram account. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we need to do that. So we're let's talk about <laughs> that. So we need I think we need a new intro song. Switch it up yes, for season two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got I got some new beats cooking. Yeah, perfect. Love that, Mari. And Instagram. Mari is a musician for all those. I don't know if you guys know that. Professional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of the professional variety. Yeah. Catch him opening Rogers yeah. 2020. Justin is also a musician. <laughs> That's right. Check him out. On uh, Justin featured. I'm on, actually uh, just a professional. Barstool Sports yeah. featured on a professional podcaster, amateur singer, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, and Matt, Matt, just an all around great guy, musician That's, as well, musician as well. Yeah, I love Post Malone. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, not. we need to do. We need down. to do Instagram new. New intro song, little YouTube stuff, maybe a YouTube channel. Yeah, well, we got to find like, time to to make the content too. That's the that's the issue. But you know what? We're back, baby. We're back. So we're we'll back. find that. We'll find that we're time. Back. Season two, we will get better to all the fans. Um, we hope we we're excited to expand the viewership this year. We got lofty goals. Um, we'll have to come up with them at some point, but they'll be lofty. No, at our AGM this year, we had some we had some interesting feedback from our stockholders, and yeah, we locked ourselves in a room for five days in uh undisclosed location it's from ayahuasca it was, it was, <laughs> it was great. Cool. It was a million bucks. The first yeah. time i puked ever 
Yeah. And I also tore my Achilles right after, too. It was crazy. It was bad timing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rest in it. peace, Aaron Rodgers. Um, no, it'll be good. I've already placed a lot of over-under bets, probably prematurely, for this year. I was trying to rush to the betting sites to to take the Milwaukee over before they took it off, but obviously they're they're three steps ahead. Well, I when think the Toronto turn. over should be the hot one right now. Yeah, if they if well you can talk about that today. Right now it's Have thirty six over unders. Yeah, maybe at the end. I take a look. Well, I think I think we need to. There's a couple things we need to talk about. Anyway, to wrap this yeah. up, guys, we're season two. We're very excited. We're going to be bring you better, bigger, bigger, and better content. Maybe we start a TikTok, gentlemen. I don't fucking know. We need some. Um, we just need to have our our fate. We need to keep like have the uh, visuals as well as the audio. Um, yeah. Let people see what we look like. You know? Yeah, exactly. We're cute. Come I got a haircut. Whatever. <laughs> my uh, my I went to a new barber and um, I asked for I like to keep my hair kind of medium to long on the top and like short on the sides. Very classic guy look, and uh, it looks better now. But the girl basically took what I said and told me to go fuck myself because she just basically took everything off the top that she wanted. And, um, you know, I didn't appreciate that very much. I don't think I'll be returning um, because I looked like I was basically fucking bald at the top there for a minute. So um, Tell you anyway, what, Justin, the door's open over here. You know, you got a yeah, barber I'm, on a podcast. You, you, why is also a barber? What can he do? Yeah. I can't dance. I always, well, I remember your, your, you, you cut my hair a couple times in high school and I was, I was very pleased. So yeah, I've only more of better. a, I've only gotten better. Yeah, I mean, I'd, he's only, he cut my hair up until me moving. Well, yeah. it's better than me cutting my own hair, which I did over COVID. So, I mean, I think that's right. certainly, I'll definitely <laughs> take you up on that. That's maybe that's why I'm, I'm, uh, I'm single. Um, so anyway, first topic we should probably hit oh. is uh, team Canada hit them. I mean, this is a little bit, we haven't talked about this yet, but uh, it's a little bit older in the news cycle. But I, I, I was really impressed with what I saw from Team Canada. I think the coach is 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 really, really impressive. And uh, Shea, on another level, best player in that tournament. I am playing this, Justin. This is this was the greatest moment of my life. Re- Your really, life. Yeah, really impresses is is really impresses like the Philippines getting win over China. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, like, but Canada beating the U.S. And FIBA that World Cup basketball amazing. to medal, and the, the US, Olympics. I think the it was US the Olympics. not podium. It, it, it's fucking awesome. I love it. I I agree. It's a great moment. I wouldn't even say it's the best Canadian basketball moment. I think Steve Nash getting the Team Canada winning an Olympic game is probably number one. Um, but you're right. It, it it I think it's a moment that shows that like Canada is for real, for real. Yeah. Um, I I the, the reason why I, I wasn't like holy shit, holy shit. It's because the U.S. really did send their their C team or their B minus team. Like when it comes Olympics time, there there's going to be some different personnel on the floor for them. Um, and I feel like while we didn't have Jamal Murray, that was really the only. Well, was there anyone else that I'm missing that wasn't on? Andrew Quite Wiggins, a bit. Benedict Mathurin. <laughs> oh yeah, w- Wiggins. But Wiggins and Team Canada, I from what I've read of a really weird. Yeah, I think he played once in like U16 and then has never come back since then. Yeah, so like I don't know if we can expect him for the Olympics. Maybe. But you're right. It's it it was an impressive win. It was it was a big moment for the country. And uh I I but I think like it almost feels like a regular like the regular season game versus like the Olympics the, being the playoffs when when it'll actually matter for for me in terms of where do we stand as a country in basketball. Um 
but it was cool. I enjoyed watching the FIBA World <laughs> Cup. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. We'll certainly get an angry uh, Team USA for the Olympics, which is going to be uh, fascinating mm-hmm. see, to see them really come out. And I think, I mean, that's that's for the better of all of international basketball. And I'm all the way in on kind of basketball. I, I love the FIBA World Cup. I love all FIBA intern, uh, FIBA competition. I watch FIBA Asia. I watch all this stuff constantly. So mm-hmm. I'm like all the way in on this. It's just a, a win's a win, you know? We take those. We fucking eat those. So shout out. Shout out, uh, of course, Shea Gilders-Alexander, but a couple of really good players in there as well. I think Dwight Powell played really well. Um, considering the size of Canada basketball, and that's obviously our biggest flaw at the moment, we were putting in some Zach Eady mo- uh, minutes in there, which mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, <laughs> good to see. <laughs> good to see. Good to see. Bad to watch, I think. Um, but uh, Kelly Olenek and Dwight Powell really holding their own there amongst the pretty pretty tough competition on the inside. Uh, there's some big teams that even the U.S. struggled with. And the U.S., to be fair, yeah. had a pretty small team as well. But you know, teams mm-hmm. like Lithuania, um, pretty tough competition there. Lots of fun. Yeah, and uh, you're leaving out Dylan Brooks, who oh, yeah. Fucking Dylan. was arguably, like, SGA was our best player, but he was right there with him. Mm-hmm. He played so well. Was... So with the time difference here, actually, it was, like, a reasonable time for me. It was, like, just 8 p.m. game. I'd come home from the gym, come home from work, oh, and yeah. throw it on. And it was – I watched most of the games, and he was unbelievable, especially in the stretch – um, we had that comeback win against Spain, which was amazing to see, which helped us get to the elimination point at all, which was awesome. Um, also qualified us for the Olympics, which I awesome. so excited about. Um, and then, yeah, that USA game that showed up Michael Bridges. I think that got overlooked. His shot to send it to OT <laughs> was absolutely Michael. insane. Miguel. Was absolutely insane. That was crazy. Yeah, that Dylan was, Brooks. Dylan Brooks is like a Brad like. Marchand to me. You know, like you hate to see, you hate him on any other team, but once he's on your like, yeah. I hate Brad Marchand. But if we're watching like international competition, Canada hockey, I love Brad Marchand. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I feel but, like near the uh, end of his Grizzlies tenure, like the Grizzlies hated. Um, <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I feel like he's like definitely nice in spurts, but like if you had to he, deal with him. He got a twenty million deal. dollar deal with the Rockets, so I mean, like yeah. the NBA still believed in him, and he's still, he's still no. The Rockets believed in him, yeah, Mari. Yeah, so. but, yeah, I don't I, know if like he like found a different shooting coach or whatever, but he was like six of six from three in their quarterfinal matchup. Which was, I think it was just a hot game, probably, he but he did play very well then he, again. Then he played well again in the semis. He played well in the third play. It was like genuinely shocking. I couldn't believe. Yeah, forty he, plus against the states, right? He, yeah, he vastly <laughs> outplayed RJ Barrett. Like I trusted Dylan Brooks more yeah. than RJ taking a shot, which was I didn't think I'd be saying that. So this is what I was gonna say: is that the losers from this tournament to me? I think I think Laguens Dort looked really bad in the last two yeah. games, like really, oh. really bad. Easy um, And then RJ Barrett, I I I cannot stand watching RJ Barrett. He, I think he was fine. He wasn't. The, I agree. The thing is that the team trusts him and it's so obvious because he gets every shot he wants and like the team's like, okay, it's fine. RJ shooting, but he, he makes just so many mistakes. He takes so many bad shots and he's still just like the most confident person out there, which I think there's value in being just the, the guy, like just a confident guy and like carrying a team on your back. 
regardless mm. of whether or not you're hitting shots. But you know, he he's the guy who steps up. But I I just hate watching him play. Like I get I get the value. I think he he was huge for the team. But oh my god, how frustrating he was. Missed box out. I also assignments. really understand Knicks fans a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched that much that many Knicks games, but holy shit, he was frustrating. We get it now. We get it. I can't imagine eighty-two games of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm rewatching. Hopefully, hopefully, he figures it out. He's still young. Um, he's a Canadian I'm, kid, so love him for that. But I'm gonna be watching closely to see this year if he can make a leap in the NBA because I I think he'll be important to Canada's hopes of beating the uh, uh, beating the U.S. But I mean. And one thing you you can never say about Dylan Brooks, or you can always say about Dylan Brooks, is he has got that dog in him. Oh, well, bring it back. Bring it back. That's perfect, Justin. You got it. Thank you. I'm uh, season two, baby. Um, (laughs) He's like he. You do want him like on the if if it was a fucking war, you'd want Dylan Brooks. Like you would want him, and you'd probably not want R.J. Barrett. So. Hopefully you can see a little more growth out of him. Um, maybe a little less passivity. Pa- pa- can you? Is that a word? No, honestly, Being I, a little I, less I like. Passive. I like. I think R.J. Barrett just, does have that dog. Missing. Yeah, he, <laughs> just, yeah, he just misses. And he just crazy. Forgets yeah. that he's playing basketball sometimes. But like, I, I think he does have that dog. He's just not that good. Is the, is the guy where you can you can build a highlight tape that makes him look like the best player in the world and also the worst like player in the world. Like, yeah. there's a lot of variance with him, but. I mean, envision like I'm envisioning a a lineup of of Shea Jamal, let's say RJ, Andrew Wiggins, and a center Dwight Powell, or hopefully someone better, but let's say Dwight Powell. Then you have Kelly, and you have a Lugens off the bench. I'm sure there's some oh Benedict Matherin off the bench too. Another year in the league, like that is eight solid solid NBA oh, rotations. <laughs> Yeah, but I put him in the starting starting lineup, didn't I? No, I didn't. You're right. He'd probably Wait. play four. I would. I would switch. I'd say RJ is the sixth man after watching what I just watched. RJ to be the sixth man. Well, because but you're right. Rather, like he's like a guard, right? And you'd rather have Murray, SGA, and I'd prefer Wiggins over him for sure too. So then you got to have a bit of size, bit of D with Brooks, and then whatever center. I you guess have to Powell. pick. Yeah, you have to pick two of Brooks. Uh, Wiggins and RJ. You can't have all three of them. They're they're all like threes, basically. They can play the four, some of them. But um, you're right. I think I think you're right. RJ off the bench, but that's just like pretty good, especially line, when right? Andrew, especially Brandon when Clark has, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, Brandon Clark. He'll be there. That's. I mean, and you're running Bennett? like. T- <laughs> that's what, the, uh, it's, what I was gonna say is I wish one of the three of uh, Anthony Bennett, Andrew Nicholson, and Kem Birch panned out to be like a serviceable player. None never of them gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Zach <laughs> yeah, Zach is the hope. We just need yeah. some bigs out of Canada, man. We're not getting one. Yeah, that's like, tough. I mean, look, I'm calling it now. The 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 Canada will be beating the U.S. in the Olympics. I'm calling it. That's honestly that's crazy talk. <laughs> no, it's not because I think a couple things. One, we're gonna run ten deep, like we're gonna have a full like, like we'll be plenty deep. Um, not in terms of the same talent one through ten, but we have the same talent one through two, in my opinion. Like I, I think Shea is that good. I think Jamal can be that good in a tournament where he can go to like tick for tat with uh, any other superstar in this league. Um, and we have good wing defenders. And the most important factor, in my opinion, with this is I think 
the U.S. is going to have a lot of aging superstars that will be past their peak, where where Canada can have the best player in the game, and it wouldn't be crazy. LeBron, play, making, you know, all these superstars will be expecting to be the guy on that team, and yeah. it's just not the case. LeBron's already preparing his movie doc, where he's having he's gonna he's already hinting at uh, saving the U.S. after that loss. They see those tweets that went out where he'll, mm-hmm. you know, he's yeah. doing like the hushes and like. You know, he'll be there with a, and I, I I forget where I read this, but apparently he's got a full crew ready to document the whole fucking thing, turning it into a, an MJ style thing. I, I a doc I'm imagining. Um, I think there's just a lot of like Durant might be back. Like there's a lot of just like really well, like good brand name people, but like LeBron will be what 40 or at that or 30, 38, 39. Durant is going to be 36, 37. Like I, I really think that that's beatable. Steph. um yeah steph fuck i forgot about him <laughs> god damn it but you know put dylan got, brooks on him like, like the, that'll do... chamber. <laughs> the door put dylan brooks on him yeah but make it, this only role now i don't I, I don't know what name there is for the dylan brooks torture chamber but yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not out of the question though which is the most exciting thing like i think just shay another year or two of of growth like he is just amazing he is he's, watching him play basketball is amazing. And I think he can be the best player in any game, which in basketball is, you know, one of the most valuable things outside of sports, solo sports. You know, I think basketball mm-hmm. provides most value for having the best player on the team or on the court or whatever you want to call it. So I've got a I've got a question for you guys about this team USA. Um which of these guys on this team that many were dubbing the B minus team or C, I, I think mm. it's a B plus team, honestly, for the team USA. Which of one of these guys will be making the Olympic squad? Like to me, I'd say Anthony Edwards is probably a lock. Um, yeah, he's a big step. J- Jalen Brunson is probably going to be there. But is that it? Mikhail, I think, will be there. I, I think make it. Tyrese, yeah. I'm going to read the team off quickly. Tyrese, Halliburton, Mikel, Cameron, Cam Johnson, Ingram was there, Paolo, Bancaro, Bobby Portis, oh. LOL, uh, Edwards, Brunson, Josh Hart, Jaron Jackson, uh, Walker Kessler, Austin Reeves God, was that it's roster. It's a good team. They I love Austin. Like, yeah, I feel like Halliburton, probably, Ant for sure, Brunson maybe, and then JJJ. JJ, yeah, I agree. And then I feel like they could maybe go like the young token guy and maybe take Bancaro. Yeah. Um, I think it's just when it comes to the Olympics, like there is so much, there's so much demand to be on that team. Yeah. I, I, I think it's all well and good, but there's only a certain amount of spots, which I, I is it 15. I don't know if it's less in, in the Olympics, Um, but you kind of have to look at all the U S um, born players and, uh, and kind of go from there. Cause I, I think there's going to be probably way less, there's a lot more locks that we think that than we can probably think of right off off the dome yeah. um for team USA. So it's going to be tough. I think Mikel is definitely needs to be there. I think I think Anthony Edwards has to be there. Outside yeah, of that, like I wouldn't say like players like Drew Holiday for example, like who are clearly better than anyone else in this team USA team already, but aren't like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, you know. Like they're not like super superstars, but they're definitely going to be on a team. I yeah. like I can't come up with them off the bat, but there's good. Can't have like 15 Damian Lillards, right? You need yeah. like you need balance, right? So yeah. Um, and I I I also don't know if Wig is gonna play for Canada. I I feel like that's that's gonna be a stretch for us to see. Andrew like, yeah, he probably won't. But it would just even if so he 
even if he doesn't, like that still gives you a really good starting five with with Brooks and uh, and with or, RJ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or or Dort, I guess. But I think RJ would probably slide in. Um, and then you still you still run nine deep. Like it, obviously that would having Andrew Wiggins would be would be insane. Uh, big big play. But um, still a good team. Go Canada. Go. Shout out. It was just it, I had so much pride too, and mm-hmm. like. It was just so so much fun to watch. They they all competed so hard. Like they were all honestly like all the the whole way roster through. I, they're all dogs. Yeah. Like they're all getting after it and it was just it was so much fun to watch and like I've never had that with Canadian basketball before. I wasn't too much of a fan when Steve Nash was around, so this is it was just so much fun. Yeah, I I've I've followed Canada basketball forever from like the U16 stage. Like I I like watched this shit, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 they, they love playing for Canada and that that's the big key, right? Like a lot of these yeah. team US players are just there for a fucking bag or just get some exposure, play some more reps, but these guys love playing for Canada. They love winning an international stage. It puts us on a stage. Um, even guys like, so like Delano Banton who are like, cause a lot of these like Canadian guys went to school in the States. Like they went to high school in the States. Someone like, uh, Brandon Clark, for example, was born in Burnaby, BC but then moved to the States very young. So he doesn't really relate to Canada all that much. Andrew Wiggins went to school in, in the States. Um, most of these guys did. But, you know, Delano Banton's pretty much a homegrown kind of guy. I'd love to mm. see him come out for the Olympics. I think that would mean a lot. And also I'd love to see, obviously, Phil Scrub, who is a high school oh, alum, yeah. show up to the Olympics. He's repped, FIBA ba- he's repped FIBA Canada basketball for like a decade now and has been a He's a legend in the uh, U Sports circuit in Canada. Forget the Carlton. What are they? The Ravens? Hawks? I don't know. Ravens, but, I think. Yeah. But he's been a legend, and hopefully he's out there as well. Yeah, I. They're a team you really want to root for. I really believe in their leadership. I think Nick Nurse stepping down at this this year, and uh, I think this new guy coming. I already forget his name, so I apologize. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think. People are raving about him. He was a head coaching candidate already. I think he certainly will be padding his case um, after this tournament as well. But I really liked how he had his team and the stuff he ran. So, um, no, I think Canada's definitely got a, a shot. Um, meddling for sure, but also, you know, going for gold. I think there's a shot. And I will be incredibly fired up for the Olympics next year. Like I will that if we beat the U.S. in the Olympics, that will be the best ca- Canadian basketball moment by far. Not even the close. best moment of my life. I think. I think that would be, be insane. Well, be one of the best sports moments. I think. Yeah, I mean, because right now it's it's Crosby's golden goal, right? Like that. That's, that's like, like even like, hockey, but like basketball. That's U.S. Like, sport. That's your like, sport. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well. I'm looking forward to it. We should do like a well, Matt, you might still be in Australia, but we should do a uh, some sort of party, throw a little party, watch party, um, for it because that'll be a, a hell of a day. We'll zoom him in. Um, you know, he'll be part of it. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. We'll zoom. Well, yeah. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the talk of the town right now. The only thing that's on people's mind as far as basketball is the blockbuster. Damian Lillard trade and Justin, I, I I'm assuming you have uh, the details in front of you because you're as keen as yes, you are. I, um, yeah. It, well, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, <laughs> I I've been trying to go on. Fucking, why is this so hard to find? Um, it shouldn't be. I have it on Twitter. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it was a crazy deal. Um, Damian Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'm just pulling out the exact details. Why is this so difficult? <laughs> um, all right, Shams. Appreciate your patience, me. everyone. No, no one's gonna save you here, Justin. This is all you, buddy. I got you. Holy moly. Damian Lillard. <laughs> okay, here it is. Holy shit. All right. Okay, the Bucks get Damian Lillard, right? You hear about that guy? Um, the Blazers, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, uh, this guy named Chumani Kamara, who's a second round pick by the Bucks, I believe. They get a 2029 first round unprotected Bucks pick and a pick swap with the Bucks as well. Um, so like I mentioned, the Suns gave away DeAndre Ayton, and for that, they got Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. So that was a mouthful. I think we should sort of take it team by team and kind of figure out from their perspective kind of what how it fits in, how we like it for them. I think we have to start with the Blazers. So just to recap again, they send out franchise icon Damian Lillard the, obviously the writing was on the wall we've been talking about it for months um first of all like initial reactions like were you guys surprised about this trade like I don't think the Bucks were talked about that much I was pretty shocked when I saw the Bucks yeah, uh, name I, in there I didn't um, see it coming personally I thought the Bucks were pretty satisfied with their core um I think it shakes up oh well, I guess we're not talking about the Bucks yet but I I I, I didn't see it coming personally yeah so, Matt yeah, so over here, uh, I just wake up to all this news. I always wake up with <laughs> phone flooded with text whenever anything <laughs> like this happens. So, unfortunate. It, it was no, it was just a rush of dopamine. It's like hell yeah, <laughs> finally this happened. Both two like it's two <laughs> team. I don't know Milwaukee. It's hard to root against because mm-hmm. they have such a feel good superstar um, heading that franchise. I guess we're not talking about them. Um, but it's a pretty good haul back. All things considered, you get your you get a big man, young, you get rid of the Nurkic deal, which <laughs> was awful and was very um in the public eye for being awful. Um you also get Drew Holiday back, who I think I saw they're gonna flip um pretty much immediately. I think they're gonna He's going to get flipped to a contender pretty shortly here. That, for sure. Um, which, I don't know, maybe you get another first rounds, two first round picks for maybe uh, another like wing guy, mm-hmm. young wing as well. So they're set up perfectly for the future. This mm-hmm. this couldn't have worked out better for them, I don't think. Yeah, it's a win for I, Portland. I agree. I, I think you could build around this core of Shaden and Scoot and then now Aiden, um, who has a lot to prove, has a lot to... I, I, I Generally, I think this is a win-win-win. I think Portland probably got the best out of this. Yeah, actually, wait, on that point. Shaden Sharp, Canadian. Ah, yeah. Yeah, completely True. forgot about him. That's right. Up and commerce. Right, sorry, sorry continue. Houston, Canadian, sorry. Continue, continue. Ah. I give I give him sort of an incomplete right now. I, I'm I'm interested to see what's out there for Drew Holiday. Um, the Aiden thing, you know, it's it's nice. He he kind of fits the age timeline a little more. 
definitely a bit concerned about how good he can be based on the way he's played the past couple of years. Maybe it was, I'm excited to see if it was just a son's issue, a situation. Maybe he's re-motivated and it makes the strides that are needed. Um, But right now that, you know, four months ago, we consider that contract to be a negative value. Um, He's owed a lot of money at at a position that isn't that prioritized or, you know, probably wouldn't allocate that much of the budget in a fantasy, you know, fantasy league if that was the trying to build a perfect NBA team. Um, but yeah, that 2029 unprotected first for sure could be, that's a valuable Mm -hmm. pick. The fact that it's unprotected is you don't see that that often, um, anymore. Um, and yeah, Drew Holiday, I mean, we'll talk about what they could fetch and some teams and maybe some fake trades and, um, what that could look like. I think if you can, you're right, Matt, if you can pick up two firsts. Um, and let's say another young player, let's say that's the package. So you can, you can say, you know, young player X, DeAndre, the first round picks and a pick swap. That's looking pretty mm-hmm. good. I would say, um, mm-hmm. for them it and, and, but there's a lot of ifs there. Um, but I do think this kind of had to happen before the season started. Uh, I think it, it, it helps their young guys. Um, kind of develop their own roles and and will make everything smoother. So, so yeah. What? Do you, yeah. Do you guys agree I, with that? Yeah, yeah, I think I think a lot of a lot of as you're saying, it's perspective based on the Drew Holiday flip, which we'll get to shortly. I think mm-hmm. we can talk more too about. I mean, the Suns just taking a look at their depth chart. They are ridiculously deep now. I think the big meme when they traded for Bradley Beal was that oh they'll just have like two K fifty overall players around. But it, it's it's like, guys, are they good enough? Are they good enough players? Well, I mean, okay. So well, let, let, let's go through the the depth chart real quick. Starting to have Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Josh Okogie, Kevin Durant, and now Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic is a serviceable center. I don't see him being a big impact player. He'll probably play twenty minutes a game. You have bigs behind him like Drew Eubanks, um, Bull Bull on that team. I've always liked Chibezi Metu. Um, I think he'll have an impact there. I think Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon are going to be unbelievable yeah. off the bench. That's a perfect off the bench playoff lineup. They they just have Utah Watanabe. They got for like free in the off season, and it's shocking that um, yeah. nobody gave him a ton of money because he's. I we we've seen Utah play. He's really good. Um, is this is a really, really complete team now, and this not to little, say that Aiden you know, was not. necessarily like the the hole in this team, but they. Nurkic wasn't really the prize here. It was it was bolstering up the depth, and then just getting pieces back. Um, for a very complicated relationship that they've had with DeAndre Aiden over the past couple of years. So this is right away. Obviously, they've been a championship contending team in the conversation for quite a while since the um, both the Kevin Durant and the Bradley Beal trades now. But I think this just makes them better. So yeah, win win. Yeah, I think they got a lot of bodies. Um, I think. DeAndre to Yusuf is a pretty sizable downgrade. And then, you know, Nasir, like, like it really depends on how, what you think of these guys. Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, Grayson Allen is, you're right, it's serviceable. Um, I I just, I don't know how bad it got with Aiton. Like, that's why I kind of hold judgment to this, you know, or hold my tongue a little bit with judging the Suns. But don't you just feel like this is, like, basically as, as the low point of an offer could get for DeAndre Aiden. Like, I feel like this offer 
at the very least would would have been there. This type of offer would have been there in October in uh sorry trade deadline in February. I think um, the value was going down and down and down and down and down. And for the fact that the fact that they're able to pull this off at this point is really good for them. Okay, let me ask you this: Do you like Nasir Little or Keon Johnson? Because to me, that's like if if you like them. I think as... the prize is Grayson Allen. I think the prize is I th- I like Nasir mm-hmm. Little quite a bit. I think Keon Johnson is athletic and serviceable and i don't think he's gonna get a ton of minutes but i, I just think, think getting I... deandre ayton for for grayson allen those two guys on an, and a bad contract is is just like kind of uninspiring a little bit yeah i think again it, it 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 fits with what they're trying to do which was they were so they were lacking so much depth going into this offseason and they had some great signings and now they've traded done a four for one trade essentially um so now you're right they're they're running you know nine or ten deep who knows how how good the talent is but it just feels like they lost they if you take all those factors out which again you can't like you just that that's just not the reality if you take all the factors out trading deandre ayton for that package it feels like an uninspiring trade yeah i but i agree there's a lot of factors that were in play like this is multiple years now of tension between deandre Ayton and the organization um the way their roster has been constructed and the way they went all in with you know three other people you're right there's those 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 factors play a, a huge role yeah, they're a deep team now like they've had some injury uh trouble in the past the two of their or i guess devin booker two last year their superstars have had issues with staying healthy and now they have the depth to support like the 82 game season. So I'm excited for how it's going to play out. Let me ask this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Matt, I don't really care who this, who starts for this team, who closes for this team. What is the closing five for the, for the Phoenix Suns? Uh, So it's the big three. Okay. They have, I would say Eric Gordon's, in that lineup as well. And then without Aiden, I mean, if they go small, Grayson Allen, he can hit big shots. Um, could. Probably Eubanks for me. Just, yeah, I love Eubanks. He's yeah, with, I, I, I watched yeah, this like 10 minute video of his skyhook when he played in the Australian league. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just an undersized big man. And I've just loved him ever since. Um, and so. Probably Eubanks, I guess. Maybe Nurk figures it out a bit more in a better situation this year. Um, yeah, I feel like it depends who they're up against. Yeah, be more matchup. matchup. I agree. I guess it does give them a little more optionality based on the matchup. So, yeah, good point. Milwaukee Bucks. They get Damian Lillard. So I consider them the real winner here. They had to give up Drew Holiday at twenty twenty nine first. The pick swap, Grayson Allen. I think that's it. Um, my initial reaction is this does raise their ceiling. Um, while Drew Holiday is a really good player, like really, really good. Um, 33 has a player option, could have opted out after this year. You know, I would say defense is a calling card. You know, defense a little more replaceable. And he's 33. And I feel like that's kind of the first thing that uh, that can tail off more quickly than Goodo that isn't relying on pure athleticism. That's why Steph Curry will be an elite player till he's 40. Um, 
And I think Damian Lillard is a true upgrade for them. He's on the books for longer. It's risky, but I think they had to prove to Giannis that they're legit. They're they're serious. Also, that was an under-talked about storyline this year, but how open Giannis was about going to be requesting a trade if the Bucks don't stay competitive and and compete for championships. Like, that was... compare. I mean, to me, like, that was even more dramatic than some of the James Harden stuff from, like, a actual talking point. Well, drama in terms of, like, the things he said. Mm. Like, the drama between James Harden and the the 76ers obviously is a bit more aggressive, but, um, but yeah, so overall, I, I really like it for the bucks. It it's obviously with not without risk, but when you have Giannis, um, you need to do everything you can to make, make, make the most of each year. Um, and I think they did that here and I don't see a better upside, you know, upside player for them that they could have acquired. Um, to help them win a championship. So, yeah. I'm actually uh, going to go against you here. I think Ooh. of the three of the win-win-win, I think they won the least just mm. because they're, this completely changes their team. I think... Um, and they had some... Obviously, they had something good for them. I mean, they were a winning team for quite a long time. I, I agree with you in that the ceiling is so ridiculously high now, having Dame and Giannis together. Mm-hmm. I have concerns on the defensive end. Um I think Giannis will have to reinvent himself and and really focus on defense now just because of what both Grayson Allen and Drew Holiday did for that team. Now I don't believe they have Javon Carter. I think he's moved on as well. Chicago Bull. He's a bull, apparently. Wow, what a team, the Bulls. Anyway, uh, Brooke Lopez, as, as, as much as people tout him as a defensive player, really is just protected by a strong defense on his team where he could just kind of stand still and jump straight. I I have concerns about it. I think the only way that this ceiling could go insane is if Giannis is just, as he's shown to be, to be fair, an absolute phenom on defense. And I think lessening the load on offense for him with the Damian Lillard exhibition will help a lot for that. But I just have doubts just because, uh, I don't know, they're going to have a new coach as well. So it could be a complete culture change. So I, I Adrian I, I Griffin, just, I just Raptors think it's gonna be a legend. Risky. That's all. Um, but obviously the ceiling is so much higher now having these two super superstars. Um, I, I'm also just a Drew Holiday stan. I, I know what value he brings to a good team. Very underrated. He brought to the Bucks. Um, I have doubts, but still a win-win-win. I'm not saying that they lost the trade. It's still a win-win-win. But they lost a lot in Holiday and Allen as far as perimeter defense. And I'm curious to see what that will do for the Bucks, who have been very, very strong defensively because of the nucleus that they had. I mean, I feel like it comes down to it. Like, it was a trade that they had to make mm-hmm. um, to ensure Giannis resigns, to put all those rumors to bed. Um, he's got to be happy this year. You have one of the top 10 players in the league now playing alongside you. Maybe go less, depending. We could argue on the ranks mm-hmm. of people, but um, it's just, and they probably were just going to keep staying at the same, like potentially a championship. But a lot of things had to go right for them, I think, to win the one that they did. Mm-hmm. Not knocking them at all with that, but it it just makes their ceiling so much higher, as we've mentioned. It, um, it just 
I think it's a trade that needed to happen. And, it's uh, gonna be yeah. so much fun. It's I've, so much fun, and they're starting five as ridiculous as the Suns. I think oh now. My God. I mean, just... for me, like, I, I I get I get your your points with with that. I to me, like, their offense was their biggest problem last year. Um, yeah. they're like in the half court. It was they're they were they were very good uh, fast break team, but in the half court, it got pretty sloggy. Um, I think part of that was obviously Chris Middleton was was not right most of the year he was a little bit better in the playoffs um but he was a big part of their team two years ago obviously um but i just think adding a talent like damian lillard who can shoot it spread the floor out to 35 feet and have this his his distributing is really really good um pick and roll with the honest i just think that will be the best or one of the top three offenses in the league now of course when i think Giannis does need a guy like that I, i i don't think that a true lead ball handler at this level. And I think those are really hard guys to find. And I, you know, I I look at their team, you know, a little less depth from this. Obviously this is like, they're all in moves. They can't, you know, the opportunity cost of this is you cannot make any other changes. Basically from here, you cannot make any other additions. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still think they have good defenders. Like I think that that skill set that drew has would be like a lot more useful on a team that, he is the lead guard and there's there's isn't a whole lot else on that team. Like I still think obviously Giannis is a defensive player of the year guy. Brooke Lopez is a defensive player of the year guy. They still have Pat Connaughton, good defender. Like they've got Jay Crowder on the team. I de- hypothetically could be a good defender. Chris Middleton was a pretty good defender. It depends on his health. Like I, I just think that losing that defense that Drew brought um, I think the offensive side addition really outweighs that. So for me, it's an absolute win for this year. What I get concerned about is let's say, let's say Giannis doesn't sign an extension from this. Let's say he rides it out. Cause there is a case to be made where it just makes more sense for him to wait. Cause I think after next year, he can sign for an extra year. So you lock in more money. Um, like there's, there's other there's other reasons for not signing an extension. Like even if he tore his ACL tomorrow, he would still be offered a max contract a year from now. Right. Like it's, there's no real risk for him um, in that sense. Two years down the road, Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard will be 35 and be making over $60 million a year. Giannis could still be gone two years from now, hypothetically, or if he's not, he's making a shit ton of money. Like, and they're really with the new CBA. You know, two years down the road, there's going to be no real ways to improve this team. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard will probably still be a good player, but definitely not. You know, that that number will be insane and it just will be really restrict them. And so if Giannis is having these thoughts now, you know, does he will he want to be tied to this organization two, three years from now when their actual room to improvement is is very limited. Well, that's um, the thing, right? Is that you're you're saying the 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 short term gain is great, but it's also just a potential great. Like it's it's such a significant culture change now that mm-hmm. I have doubts about it panning out in a single season. Obviously, with the talent, it's possible, and it and if it's good, it's going to be fucking good. But yeah, it's it's going to be a big shift from the 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 team that they used to have as far as strengths, as far as weaknesses. For sure. So. And like yeah. I don't know what you guys were saying with Curry too, his game his game can transcend. Mm-hmm. He can play till he's forty. Like Dame, yeah. what I mean, it's obviously different. But if there was another guard that I'd feel comfortable playing 
longer term. Like obviously 60 million at 37 isn't the greatest, but it, it wouldn't be too crazy of a thing to have him still yeah. be a good I think player, he'll, great player. Yeah, I, I think he'll still be an effective player throughout his the life of his contract. But again, they will not have, unless you completely wipe away everything else, like they're not going to have any money to spend um, on anything else. And, you know, I could see him still being a starter for a championship level team, but is he going to be the second best player in two years? Probably not. Um, in my opinion, at least maybe, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but with, with sports science these days, there's always, uh, <laughs> always, uh, get amazed by what people can do, but I yeah, think regardless, I, uh, this is as fun of a situation as we could have gotten out of this awful slog of a Damon. I agree. Trade request. I think, and, and, as we transition to the next possible team that's going to be part of this deal, it, it just continues. The drama continues because Drew Holiday doesn't seem poised to stay in Portland. I don't think he'd want to stay. I don't think Portland wants him either. So also, maybe we could explore. Poor Drew. Poor Drew, Drew. truly. That he tweet said, or that comment? Guys saw, yeah, the yeah. day before, he's like, I'm, I'm going to retire a buck. And Yikes. just the next day, bro. Yikes. Poor guy. Well, it, I, as part Where, of, yeah, well, uh, as part of the announcement, as part yeah. of the announcement, as Justin mentioned um, in our text chain, is that Shams actually accidentally tweeted that the Raptors were part of this deal. And yeah. assuming, assuming, we could assume now, is that Drew Holiday was going to be sent to the Raptors. But Masai Ujiri seems pretty set in his ways here. And I, I, Justin said he has a rant coming, so I'd love to well, I'm just, go off it's, here. It's it's kind of an extension of of last year, but like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, it's just like, seriously, like this. How has this turned on its head so aggressively from like two years ago? It just, I think I think I read an, a blog or something where they the execs voted the Raptors have the worst off season um, in the league. Like, it's just like, what has changed within this organization to make us so out of touch and make us so fucking stupid? All the time, letting Fred go for nothing. Lowry, the Lowry situation was sort of handled not super well. Just letting all this talent go out the door for nothing. Seeming to be like, again, he, Messiah, a whiz in the, in the trading atmosphere. But I feel like people have caught on and are now just not trusting it. And he's still like making these outlandishly low ball offers and it's not leading to anything. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, what the fuck is going on? We're paying. Jakob Pertle, 80 million for, you know, and giving up a first first rounder that could be a top, you know, it could be an eighth overall pick, hypothetically, like we're currently our over under is probably like, I think, seven or eighth worst in the in the league right now. It's just like, what is going on? Um, I, I want to go back to a, a sound clip of Justin trying to justify the fact that OG was worth four firsts at the trade deadline. As me and Matt are saying, there's no fucking. Well, it's it, it's that. not it's not an opinion. It's it's it was on the table. It was, I'm pretty sure it was a thing. It was on the table. It was on the Raptors table, and not on the table for anybody else in the league. I think. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I I I mean, I, I part of me thinks that the Raptors could have made a deal revolved around OG Grady Dick and you know a first or two firsts. Um, and and out outbid uh, for Damian Lillard, but apparently OG wasn't even on the table. And it's like OG is a player option for next year. He's not signing an extension because he's way worth way more than the max you can offer him. Like 
am I gonna are we gonna do this again where now OG is, is gonna walk for nothing in a year? Like Pascal's the same way. Another player option. I know the Raptors there's reports they want to wait and see on a long term extension for him. It's just like like what like are we just gonna keep just letting people out the front door <laughs> and 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 not doing anything about it? Like what's the just... deal that you would be happy with to acquire Drew Holiday? I was very, very, very ready to let OG go. Um, first and foremost, to kind of unclog that wing, <laughs> that wing position. Uh, as much as I love OG, like I really do, um, I so would have been a, okay. What's with... a deal that you would have been satisfied with? OG, Grady Dick, salary filler, and I mean, I'd like to say a first, but if for it was Drew too Holiday, first... that's a lot. No, for Damian Lillard. No, no, no. Well, to be honest, I don't, I don't like Dame on the Raptors. I like, I like Drew on. The you Raptors. don't? I think Drew on the Raptors makes him a championship contender straight up. I think they're really good with Drew. I think the biggest hole. Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, Scotty, um, Pascal, Jakob Pertl, and who would be our shooting guard? So at this point, because obviously the Dame ship has sailed now. So well, I know, but point, hypothetically, where, that would have been how happy or where would you be happy in acquiring Drew? Because it appeared that the fourteen deal would have sent Drew Holiday to the Raptors. What? What's a? Yeah, what's a? Uh-huh. What's a package you'd been like? Eh, yeah, this is good. I'd be okay with giving up Grady Dick, salary filler, and two protected firsts for. So not Drew OG. Holiday. You wouldn't touch OG there. No, I, 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 thirty-three years old, and a, you know, on you know, one-year contract left. Like, I, I just think OG is. 32. I think OG might be a. I would rather have OG this year. I would almost say that. That's fu- over it, Drew. But it's so funny, like even what you're saying, like oh, it unclogs the wing, it, it complicates the future contract stuff. Like I, I think you should give up OG for Drew Holiday. It probably makes it a better, like it makes the team a better fit if it was a straight up swap. But Drew Holiday is 33. OG is like 26. Like he, he, even if you, like even if you're able to give him a four year hundred and if it's a four year one twenty. What's the timeline for the Raptors? Like what what are you holding out for here? You just need to keep those assets. Like that will not be a negative value contract for well, based on what the league is well, that's where the I mean. league is going. Won't won't OG walk if you don't deal him? I would hope they have some fucking intel on what's going on with him for sure. Like there's obviously been reports of <laughs> him being unhappy with his role at times and that's concerning. Like I just like do I feel like they've lost control of their situation almost. Like they used to like know exactly what the plan was and execute it very effectively. Obviously never perfect. Like you can't be perfect, but they would, they would, they would always like feel like they would trade guys at the right time or like make moves that were smart or good draft picks. Even if they didn't always work out, like the, the, the thought was there and it's just like, I just feel like we've lost that. Um, so yeah, I would hope that they would know kind of where OG's at and have the conversations with their agent and, have some sort of like people wink wink deals all the time. Why don't you wink wink a fucking extension? Like, <laughs> like once it's once you're able to offer him anything on the open market, like I get nothing can be set in stone. And I think the Fred thing, I'm going to always reserve some, some judgment. Cause I think the James Harden, like from what I've heard on podcasts, like that Fred thing only happened when the James Harden thing fell through for the Rockets, which only happened because Ime Odoka got hired. Mm-hmm. So there was sort of like some circumstances that that happened that probably the Raptors weren't foreseeing because the the Harden to the Rockets thing was I'm I was I've heard is was basically a lock until Ime Adoka got there, um, which is partially why this this Harden situation is so messy now because the Rockets were the only team that basically were 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 interested in him, um, and that kind of has fallen through. 
But um, so I'm going to always reserve a little judgment on the Raptors brass for that, letting Fred walk um, in that scenario. Because again, paying him that amount, I think would have been a little absurd for this team. Um, but just in general, like, 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 it's just been horrible. It's really been horrible. Um, I, th- I think you should send OG to get Drew Holiday. That, that, that's my take on it. I think that I wouldn't do that. Sure. I wouldn't do that. I, I would rather send some draft capital. I would I, no, I wouldn't do that. But I would definitely send Grady Dix and some draft assets. I think that could get it done. Um, let's say two top ten protected first with Grady Dick and then some salary filler. And that again gives kind of the 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 bucks what I think they're looking for, which is a young prospect and two additional firsts to mm. to call. You know, I, I think that's a win. Three firsts, DeAndre Ayton and X player. Let's call Grady Dick in this situation. Like I think that's a pretty good reset if you're the Trailblazers. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. But let's let's table the Raptors because all they're all just fucking hypothetical bullshit with with the news on them. They never actually do anything. Um, although Dennis Schroeder, I'm kind of excited to see him now that he kind of hard carried Germany to MVP. a gold mm-hmm. or silver. <laughs> they, no, they won, right? They got gold. Yeah, they got MVP. gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Drew wants to go to the either he said publicly to the Celtics or the Lakers. He said that, eh? Yeah. When was this? A couple days. I think when the trade happened. Wow. Um, And I think um, there's an avenue from both of those teams. Celtics is interesting. Celtics is super interesting. I guess they're both interesting. The whole Brogdon thing, it makes a lot of sense that matches, I think, as I have a few ideas around this. Okay, let's do it. Brogdon, Horford, and Pritchard would match the salary. Oh, would it? Tatum. Jalen and Chris Stapps. And I don't know if you'd need to throw in a pick along with that, but then that kind of crowds the guard room. I think um, you need a lot of picks Portland. to throw in there because yeah, I, I, I think, think the only value that Boston has is Derek White. Yeah, I don't think it makes a lot they're of sense. They're not giving him up. And they're not going to. So I, don't, I don't know if the Celtics, the, the Lakers are a much, much deeper team, but I feel like I know Dame and Miami. We're in talks the whole time. I feel like Drew to the Heat is the most yeah. likely thing that happens. Oh, I, that. I so, mean, can they do business after all the? I feel like yeah. The Heat I mean, just it would, shafted. It'd probably be a package around Kyle Lowry for salary, and then I don't know if you throw in uh, Jaime Hawkes and Jovic or picks Hero. or whatever the picks are going to be. But I feel like a package around Kyle Lowry is probably the most likely thing. You get a dog in Drew back to the heat. It kind of makes sense with the culture that they have there. Him, Jimmy, and Bam would be crazy. And defensively, that's disgusting. Crazy. And Number so one defense. Fun. And you probably you still keep Hero after everything that was going on last year and mm-hmm. him being the centerpiece of the trade talks this whole summer. So I feel like Hero feel would like... probably be involved there. I think another one with, with the Lakers is D'Angelo Russell. I, uh, just for the, the... Can he be traded right now? After signing, I think I think it'd be December that they're going to trade him. But I feel like the the if I'm the Blazers, I want to get this this moved on quickly, so you don't have to, so you can let Shaden Sharp and and all your prospects um do what they do from day one from training camp, right? Or just sit. I mean, I feel like that's why Miami makes Mm. sense because you get the wing guys that you need because now you have your big man, you have your guards, you just need. I guess you have Jeremy Grant still. I love the Miami thing where they couldn't send Dame to him because the package wasn't there, but they get, you know, they get 
Aiden, they get the picks, and then they get Drew Holiday, who they'll send anyway to Miami. It's perfect. Yeah, I love that. It actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just another, don't know what about the egos. Yeah. They just don't know. Like they apparently the ego. Uh, the trail apparently the trailblazers didn't give the Heat an opportunity to make a final offer or like tell them about the offer before they actually accepted it. So But we kind of feels knew. Like, I mean, what value did like we knew all along the Heat didn't have a package here that would actually appropriately work. Apparently they weren't offering the the everything they could. Apparently they're they were always like standing firm because there was no yeah. other offers they thought were out there. Yeah, um <laughs> but there's nothing there i mean I, I just don't think the package was there this is, I mean, there, this the is why the are so frustrating of an organization um like it works out because it worked out last year luckily because jimmy's a dog and they have the best coach in the league arguably mm-hmm. um but this is why the heat like their ceiling remains where it's been like they they have championship aspirations, but they'll never be the favorite without making this one last move that they need to. Mm-hmm. And I think this would this would be oh, it'd just make it so much fun. I would love Drew to be on the Heat. I love the NBA. I love the just the thought the thought of Drew Holiday and all these different teams make me so happy. Like any of them, Raptors. And there's go to the Bulls too. I think like that would make a lot of sense just with the. The uh, front office yeah. being what it is, and them wanting to win now, and now Lonzo Ball is out till twenty twenty four. I think they would they would pull the trigger and do something there. He's a friend of Demar Derozan. It, what does that do for you question. for the Bulls? That's as not going to get you anywhere. As, I, as much as I don't want to see it, <laughs> just because it doesn't make a lot of sense. For, the Bulls just need to tank. They just need to pick a side. But just with how they are, so win yeah, now. They've done seems, worse things. It, it wouldn't. <laughs> It wouldn't be out of the question. It is in their MO, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, what's great about Drew is he fits on, similar to OG, fits on basically any team, any contending team. Um, so there's a lot of potential trade teams. I'll just, I'm going to run through a few. Dallas, Indiana. Jesus, the, Clip- Dallas. the Clippers, the Knicks, the 76ers. Do the Jazz make a move? And this is my craziest one. So I've heard all those, like I've listened to a few podcasts uh, since, heard all those teams. I have heard zero people mention the Denver Nuggets. What about Denver? What if Michael Porter is out in Denver? And you flip him for Drew Holiday. That one I have not heard. I think it would be more so Christian Brown than Michael Porter. I don't think. Wow, Michael Porter. No, he's he's worth too much. Drew's I, is contract he? is like thirty, roughly. Let me let's see. Let's let's look at the contracts here. I'll take a quick peek. See, um, wow. Porter's making 33, 33 three this year, and I'm yeah, pretty I mean, sure Drew's I mean, in Christian, that range. I mean, Christian Brown's. I don't think. Would yeah, work. yeah. Oh, I Christian Brown would not work. No. Would no, it needs to be. It needs to be Porter. Michael Porter, though. Yeah. No, I think. I that mean, could make sense how old is he 20 22 years old yeah. like he's it you know that it, wing thing. wow if it, it i feel like it fills a positional need i if you they obviously have to believe in the talent um but that's a i mean that'd be a pretty good get i think for them and if you're denver like you know that's uh, definitely i think makes your team better this year you have jamal and drew paired up with with Gordon Jokic and you know called you know whoever your last your fifth guy is called Will Pope probably um Brown or Brown 
brown or brown yeah, the, thing is, the nuggets oh, they're so thin now i think they had a really bad off season to be mm-hmm. honest mm-hmm. it's like, always tough do, yeah they didn't do anything it's and, a little tough when you're coming off a, a dub ski to keep yeah. keep everyone but, but yeah you're right it was it was a tough it, it one for be, them. it would be interesting that, that would just be so much fun how awesome is it that nicole Jokic is an nba champion i just thought i'd I just oh, love that. So, so <laughs> how awesome great. is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, love him as a person. Yeah, what a oh man, we're nowhere close. Oh, are we close now to the season starting? I it's it's less than a month. It's not in my Ooh. mind yet. It's not in my mind yet. But like this is just awesome. The NBA. So Drew, for for reference, Drew makes thirty six point eight million. Michael Porter's at thirty three point three. So you're really pretty close there That's in terms right there. of. Uh, right there uh in terms of salary i just think like again to like provide some unique content to our viewership i've you know i've heard the mavericks take i've heard a clippers take i've heard the knicks i think the 76ers with a maxi maybe there's a maxi deal there um i just i i have not heard a single denver nuggets thing from any of these big guys which means it probably won't happen but i just think in theory that would be a really cool move for the nuggets to make i i don't think Porter took the steps that they were hoping he would um, this past season. And I think you have to maximize Jokic's Jokic's. Oh my God. That's hard to say. Um, yeah. Window. You know, he's, he's, he's 28. He'll be really good for another, at least four or five years. But I think adding drew there would be insane. Very good. So very good. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite? Not, I mean, I know the Nuggets are automatically all of our favorites, but any non-Nugget uh, favorites from kind of that quick list that I mentioned, or any anyone else that you can see? Toronto, for me, that's my it's my favorite. Toronto, that'd be sick. Yeah, I would love that just to make a move, just to fucking get me out of this glut. That is my feelings about the Toronto Raptors organization right now. Yeah, I I, um, I, just, I just think it should be OG. I think I think he needs to go. I just like unless we're getting that bucks first as well, which the fucking trailers wouldn't do. I just like think you're you're selling kind of low on OG there. Yeah, one one year of 33 year old Drew Holiday. I just don't think but, that's. But if you're scared of standing pat, you you can't be scared of selling low, really. I'm well, I, obviously, if the trade think... came in and it was fucking a DeAndre Ayton level return for OG, like four fucking warm bodies, I would be upset about it for sure. But. Mm. I would just love to have a little excitement that the Raptors are in the news for something real and not just hypothetical, mm-hmm. like all this hypothetical news from free agency and from trade season with Pascal and, and now all this shit, like it's just, it's, it's exhausting. It's truly exhausting. Um, but I think the Clippers would, would be very interested in drew. They would try and do anything they could to, um, to make a deal. I don't know if there's a deal there. I think they can only trade, one first round pick, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Terrence Mann fat salary filler and a first will get it done. I don't know. Um, but I think they would do that in a heartbeat. Would you guys agree with that if they could get that done? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I, I just don't think the package is there for the Clippers. Like, I think they'd love to have Joe Holiday, but I'm not certain that they could get him. Yeah, it feels like it might be a little light for Drew. Um, for Harden, I think that's a little much, obviously. So there's yeah. there's something in the middle for, which is tough because also in that situation, Terrence Mann is your is kind of your young building block. Like, eh. You'd have three guys. You'd have Paul George, Kawhi, and 
Drew Holiday with player options. They could all be gone next year, hypothetically. Yeah, yeah all um, aging stars who are injury prone. Not yeah, your team could be numbers. your team could be really bad, really quick with no future. You could, this could be a Brooklyn Nets situation, two point No, no draft equity. Like all, you have no talents. Like it could turn ugly really fast. Yeah. Um, How about but, uh, OKC Thunder? Hmm, that'd be lots, crazy. It's a win now move. You could do you could do Davis Bertans and Lou Dort and get better Lou Dort, Drew Holiday back. And obviously they have a billion picks. They could just Mm -hmm. sprinkle a few of those on. It's no (laughs) no skin off the teeth. It's nothing, yeah. So I think that would be fun too. I love that one. I think it's a little early, but I love I love acknowledging how good Shea is and like (laughs) Like respecting that you want you want him to win now, like right away. And yeah, you're right, I mean, so many I, picks. I think it really depends on the the difference that Chet can make this year. But I'm so excited to see what it. Yeah, to to me, OKC feels like they're they're gonna play it out another year and see what they have in some of these young guys who haven't played yet. Um, you know, they have some a lot of new talent coming in the door with Chet not being hurt anymore, and then their draft picks from this year. So it feels like they're one more year of maybe uh-huh. play in mix type of team. But after that, I am, I think they're going to be a top four team in the, in the West come two years from now. So, or I guess this time next year. So, um, yeah. Anything else NBA before we, uh, I know we're creaming over the season right now. So it's a, it, I, I can't wait for it to start, but we kind of, got yeah, well, I mean, before we, I th- I know. Well, I think uh, I'm excited to do. I think soon we'll do an over unders kind of betting podcast on who we like, who we don't like. Um, I think we'll do that definitely in the next in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, I'm good. I think there's other teams we could talk about in terms of Drew destinations, but it's it's all hypothetical at this point, and he could really fit on 20 different rosters. So it's uh, it's tough to go through them all. I agree. I just because I just really want to quickly mention that in the uh, NFL fantasy league that all three of us are in, I'm undefeated mm. and at the top of the league. I just thought I'd mention it. Yeah, it's it's early. It's early. I just I, got you know, a tough matchup this week though, so we'll see how that goes. I'm not, I'm not certain you, you actually stand a chance at all, to be honest. I mean, whatever. Projected <laughs> never really works out, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> Yeah, for reference, Mario's three and zero. Matt and I are two and one, but I obviously have the best. I mean, we can all acknowledge I have the best team in the league. So uh, um, you also fleeced one of your good friends, you, and you, you fleeced him under the twice. Table. I don't I know f- what your friends are doing. Saul, I don't know what he's doing. I'm a, what, I didn't fleece anyone. I made good. I had good conversations oh, with every league member. Had some yeah. good traction on a couple deals off the draft. So this is for reference. This was an auction draft, which means it's a lot easier to trade because a lot of teams, you know, fuck up like Mari. Or, you know, have a really good draft. By the way, 3 Yeah, or or have an incredible draft like I did and build, you know, your your, two and one, your last. Way. Sorry, what was that, Mari? 2-1. You're 2-1. Yeah, it's three three weeks into the year. Um, We'll see, we'll see in the playoffs. Um, Look, I didn't, I didn't fleece anyone. I just had a really good draft. And I was able to package good players and make some upgrades in the starting lineup. And I feel good about where I'm at. And uh, that's that, you know, simple. No fleecing. Uh, Dirty. Anyway. Uh, absolutely anyway. not. See you guys in the playoffs. It'll be a good time. We will be periodically, uh, of course, 
updating the viewers on the progress of this fantasy football team. I want to yeah, say that I'm 11 and one across uh, four teams this year so far. Pretty proud of myself in that. So, and how many of those did you just auto draft? No, I, I drafted all of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> you auto drafted this one. You auto drafted. <laughs> not true and not true. I drafted all of them, <laughs> and I'm doing excellent. Thank you. <laughs> all right. You just said before we recorded you auto drafted eight players from this team, which yeah, is yeah, yeah, most action works. He auto drafted yeah. the other one. I know for a fact. So. No, but it's the bottom of the roster that really matters. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You win your draft in the late rounds. Everyone exactly. knows that. Yeah. You win the league in the end. Yeah. Look, we'll see how it turns out. I feel good about where I'm at. Uh, ready to take your money. And um, I also have my best begin. player coming back next week. So that's we'll enough. Yeah. That. Okay. Till he pulls his hammy in week seven, like yeah. two weeks later. Next week when I'm four and zero. cut. All right. I've got Camara coming back. I mean, well, at some point we'll have to go through it. Let's we'll we'll talk trades at some point, fellas. I need a QB two for my super flex. Um, so Jordan Love, baby, let's go. Jordan, I'll take Jordan Love. Let's He's go. mine. Oh, he, oh, he's got a touchdown. Yeah, I guess there's a game going on. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm we're watch big, that now. Big, big football guys. <laughs> well, with that, then we'll wrap up. Thanks everyone for sticking with us, and get ready for season two of Three and D's because we're here. We're back. We're better than ever. Hopefully you'll see our beautiful faces um, on your screens at some point, whether that's on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or other. Um, we still have an email, so we'll we'll link the email in our podcast description. Send us some questions, some thoughts, some some controversial takes, anything we said today that you disagree with, agree with. Uh, tell us how much you love us. Tell us how much you hate us. I'm down for whatever. Content is content. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you later.